Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the iFit Model Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Zambrano of iFit Model. Today, we're going to go ahead and talk about fats and how you can actually eat fats to make you lean. So let's go ahead and get right into it and start the show. Welcome to the iFit Model Podcast, where our goal is to teach you the facts on living a healthy lifestyle through fitness, nutrition, and positive mindset changes. Your host has over 50 personal training and nutrition certifications, along with his exercise science degree. He has spent two decades in the fitness industry transforming bodies, minds, and lives with his science-based and habit-changing approach. Here is your host, Aaron Zambrano. So this week I want to focus on fats and why and how they're so uh, misunderstood, a lot like carbs. But, you know, back in the 90s, there was this huge low fat craze. You know, if, if you start a diet, you want to do a low fat diet or even a no fat diet. And, you know, while there was a lot of truth to that, there was still a lot of misconceptions. There was a lot of misleading information that was making people just completely eliminate fats from their diet. And then we started seeing all kinds of other health problems. And yeah, okay, we started losing weight and we started doing things like that. But there was a lot of chemical imbalances in our brain going on because we started cutting out the fats in our diet. And as time went on, fat slowly started to come come back, but it's still a very misunderstood macronutrient. So today, I want to really focus a lot of a lot of time and 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 put a lot of effort into helping you understand what fats are, are really all about. So, like carbs, you know, I, I mentioned this before, but I'll do a recap. You know, what we want to do in, in in carbs is we want to make sure that we're picking carbs that our body can actually use. And what are those types of carbs? Those are going to be the carbs that are natural and minimally processed, the the carbs that actually grow from the earth. It's kind of something I say all the time. It's really easy to understand. Carbs grow from the earth. So if the carb grows from the earth, most likely it's going to give you energy. Um, So remember, carbs do one of two things. They give you energy or replenish energy that you've lost. And that's as simple as we want to make it. Um, And it is our body's first source of energy. But fats, what people don't understand, fats are our body's second source of energy. And, you know, people are like, what? I, I don't I don't, I don't get that. How can fats be a second source of energy? I thought fats made me fat. And where that can be true, it's, it's also not true as well. So let's let's break down and, and I'm going to have to get a little nerdy with you guys. And and so just try to try to stay with me here. But there's basically three types of fats and I'll, I'll put it in layman's terms. There's the good for you fats. There's the not good for you fats and there's the really not good for you fats. And so let's try to identify what those fats are and how you can determine uh, whether you should be eating a fat or whether you shouldn't be eating a fat. And so we'll go right into it. So again, like I said, fats are our body's second source of energy. So that means that our body is going to use carbs first when we're doing exercise. Our body's going to use carbs first. And then once it depletes the carbohydrate storages in our body, it starts to use fat as energy. So, you know, back in the back in the eighties and the nineties and actually the Atkins diet was 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 done back in, in the sixties actually. Um but in the nineties and in the early two thousands, the Atkins diet was huge because they went on this concept. The concept was if I eliminate my carbohydrates, then that means my body has to start using fats directly um as energy right away and I don't have to waste time burning my carbohydrates up in order to use fats. So people started to eliminate their carbohydrates also eliminating their energy levels, but they started to eliminate their carbohydrate levels so they could start using fat uh, right away as opposed to spending time using those carbs. And although that makes logical sense, 
what we're not what what people weren't looking at is the types of fats they were actually putting into their body. So a lot of these people were putting the not not so good for you fats in their body with the the saturated fats, and we'll go into more detail here in a second. So if you ever followed a low carb diet or or even you know the Atkins diet, I'm going to pick on Atkins for a little bit. Um, if you followed that, chances are you had very, very low energy and then you had a lot of extra fat storages around your, your, your stomach. And yeah, okay, you may have lost a lot of weight at the very beginning, but is that something you were actually able to keep off? And most likely it wasn't, you know, and, and again, I, I've said this before, but if, if you cannot follow a diet for the rest of your life, then it's not worth trying for one day. And that, that, that was coined by, um, you know, a fitness guru, Mr. Larry North. And I really believe in that tremendously. And so, yeah, okay. You, you lost a lot of weight, but you didn't keep it off. So you, and also on this, on this type of diet, you're eating tons of the not so good for you fat, the fat that is going to contribute to high cholesterol levels and other types of diseases. And we'll get into more detail here in just a second. So if you did something like that, you probably felt the negative effects of the low energy levels, extra fat storages and increased weight gain after you got off that type of program. So let's, let's get off of that and let's go right to the scientific facts of what these fats really are and and how they actually will affect our body and, and what they're called. So let's get into the most simple of the three different types of fats. Okay. And let's go right into the unsaturated fats. Now, unsaturated fats are fats like your nuts, um, your olive oils, uh, your various forms of nuts, whether it's almond, cashews, um, you know, uh, walnuts, things like that. But you also have things like your omega-3 fatty acids that you're going to find in fish and salmon and things like that. So those are your unsaturated fats. And they're actually pretty simple in molecular structure. And so if I get nerdy on you, just stay with me here. I promise I'm going to tie it all back together again. Okay. So unsaturated fats are actually very simple in molecular structure. The more simple a molecule is, the the easier it is for our bodies to break it down. That's a pretty simple concept, right? If something is simple, our body can break it down. And so unsaturated fats are very simple. Our body will be able to break it down, thus using it for energy, because that's, after all, that's what a fat is. A fat is our second, our body's second source of energy. It's, it's still a source of energy, period. So unsaturated fats are simple in molecular structure. Our body can break it down and we can create more energy from it. But from an internal health standpoint, Studies show that you actually will, you can reduce your bad cholesterol, which is your LDL cholesterol, and increase your good cholesterol, which is your HDL cholesterol. And so you're able to re, uh, get a better cholesterol number with the right types of ratios with your good cholesterol and your bad cholesterol. But it also shows that it, it's been able to uh, uh, limit your risk of heart disease and 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 di- type two diabetes and different things like that. So it, not only does it have good external aesthetic type factors to eat this unsaturated, less complex fat, but it also has good internal health. Uh, benefits as well. So unsaturated fats are definitely the types of fats that we want to eat. So again, it's simple. Our body can break it down, use it for energy, and it's also going to be very good for our internal health. And so that's an easy way to look at unsaturated fats. Now, let's go back into uh, the the other type of fat. And we're going to go a little more complex. And this is what I call the not so good for you fat. So unsaturated is the type of fat that we want to eat, the good fat. The the saturated is the not so good for you fat. Um, Now, 
saturated fats are going to be the fats that you're going to see the the fat around your steak the the fat in between the the meats and your chicken the you know the 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 fat on your on your chicken or your turkey or even in sausages and things like that fats that that are from animals or for the most part are major source of saturated fats and so these fats are usually solid at room temperature. Have you ever seen liquid melted fat? Well, you have only if it's hot and warmed up, but at room temperature, it sits there and it's solid. And so these are the types of fats that we don't really want to eat very often. Uh, main reason being is, is because, and I want to talk about more internal health, uh, main reason being it contributes to very, very high cholesterol levels. It'll increase your LDL levels um, and it'll increase, it'll increase fat storages as well, but it, it, it it, studies show that it will actually contribute to heart disease, heart attacks, um, type two diabetes, and all other types of, uh, of different, uh, cardiac diseases. So the saturated fats is really the type of thing that we want to stay away from. Now, when it comes from an energy standpoint, saturated fats are a lot more complex than an unsaturated fat. So saturated fats are going to be a lot harder to break down. And if our body can't break them down, then our body is going to store those fats. So can you use, uh, can you use saturated fats as, as an energy source? Can your body actually break those down? Yes, it can. However, it's not very likely because it's so complex in its molecular structure. So. We, we, we need to look at fats in that manner. We need to understand that saturated fats is really something that we want to try to stay away from as much as we possibly can. Like I said, it's going to, it's going to increase your fat levels all over your body. And it's not very likely to be broken down and used as energy, but it's also going to be very detrimental to your internal health. And, you know, a lot of times when we're trying to, to get lean, we're trying to, to see results, we could care less about our internal health, but it eventually catches up to us in, in the long run. And, and, you know, for those those that are in their 30s and in their 40s, you know, it's definitely something that you consider. You know, if you're in your 20s, you're completely invincible. You, you don't care about life. You can run through walls. You can eat anything you want and you're going to be fine. But when you start to get, get into your 30s, when you start to get into your 40s, that's when you really start to have the problem. You know, I don't know how many stories I get. I'm going to run off on a tangent in a second, but I don't know how many times I get uh, women, uh, you know, two, three weeks after their 30th birthday, they call me up and they're like, Aaron, I'm getting fat everything stops when I'm 30. I can't lose any more weight. <laughs> and I have to always talk them off the ledge because they always want to, want to jump off for sure. But, uh, but it, that you, your, your metabolism and things definitely slow down. You have to be a lot more careful and you have to really pay attention to your internal health. And so you, you have to start off at, at, in a young age, but even if you're in your thirties or your forties, that's still something that you can, you can change and reverse right now. So stay away from the saturated fats and really try to limit the amount of saturated fats that you're going to get in your diet. Now, those are really the types of fats that we want to stay away from. This is what the 1990s low fat craze was about. Yeah, of course, stay away from the saturated fats. We definitely want to do that, but don't stay away from the unsaturated fats, the good types of fats, the nuts, the oils, the things like that. So now that we've covered saturated fats and unsaturated fats, we kind of understand those two things. Again, the unsaturated are the ones that we want to eat. The saturated are the, are the ones that are solid at room temperature that we usually find around our steaks and fatty meats, like a different cuts of beef, um, dark meat chicken, which is a lot of people think, that, oh, I can eat dark meat chicken and I'd be fine as long as it's chicken or even turkey. Uh, dark meat chicken, dark meat turkey, those have tons of saturated fat in it. And so you want to stay away from those. So now that we understand both both of those, let's go into the third type of fat.
Now, the third type of fat is the fat that's actually the most harmful, uh, the one that's the really not so good for you fat, like I explained earlier. So this type of fat are the trans fats. Um, now, usually when I talk about trans fats, I usually say hydrogenated fats as well. And so you may have seen the word trans fats on the front of a potato chip label um, or maybe even on the back of, of the nutrition facts where it says trans fats and it says zero. Um, but a lot of people have never seen the word hydrogenated fats. Those two are actually the exact same thing. Trans fats is just the commercial way of saying it. Hydrogenated is the scientific way of saying it. And so before I get into all that and reading nutrition labels and understanding that, let's first take a deeper look into what these trans fats actually are and what they do. So you have natural occurring trans fats in, in foods. However, it's not very common. Most of the consumption of trans fats that we have is basically coming from a man-made source. So trans fats were or, or, or these scientists were in a lab and they were trying to figure out a way how to improve the shelf life of of a product. And so they created these trans fats. And so what these trans fats are is they're I have again, I have to get nerdy. They have to put these extra hydrogen bonds on there. And what it does is it makes the, the fat more solid and more stable for a long period of time. So if you go to your cabinet right now and you look in your pantry and you see, okay, what has been sitting in my pantry for six months to a year and it's still sitting there and it tastes just as good now as it does the day that I bought it. Well, chances are it has tremendous amounts of trans fats. So these, these fats were created to improve the shelf life and, you know, just to help manufacturers make more money. Um, and it tastes good and it's great. And it's just this artificial fat. Well, it's an artificial fat that our body doesn't recognize. Our body doesn't recognize it. It's so foreign that our body doesn't know what to do with it. I read a study that it, sh it takes anywhere between 90 to 100 days before your body even starts to think about using that as energy because it, it just, it's so foreign to it. And it's so complex in molecular structure. You know, there's, if you look at a saturated fat, saturated fat is something we definitely want to stay away from. We talked about that already. Stay away from the animal fats and things like that because it contributes to high cholesterol levels. Our body isn't very likely to use it for energy. A trans fat can be anywhere between five times and 10 times more harmful to our bodies than that of a saturated fat. So think about that. If I sat here and talked about how bad saturated fats were you for your cholesterol, how they're, how bad, you know, how they increased your, your, your risk for heart disease and heart attacks. Imagine five to 10 times worse than that. That's what a trans fat does to you. A trans fat is so much worse for your body, so much worse for, for your internal health. And, and again, it cannot use it as energy. Your body cannot use it as energy. So what is the purpose of eating these fats? There is absolutely no purpose whatsoever. And so let's go back to your pantry. Let's go back and look in your pantry and let's see what you have in there. You know, the biggest culprit of trans fats is peanut butter. Yeah, I know that's, you know, nobody wants to hear that because everybody loves peanut butter. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who doesn't like peanut butter. You know, I, somebody told me they can put peanut butter on a shoe and it's going to be the best thing in the world. And, you know, I, I believe that because I like peanut butter. I love my peanut butter. But if you look at the peanut butter, and if, especially if it's your normal, uh, you know, your normal brand or even your off brand, it's going to have trans fats in there. Now, the, you know, the way that you can tell it doesn't have trans fats in there is it'll say natural or, or something of that sort. Um, but go, go get that jar of peanut butter. Go get it. 
and turn it around and look at the, the nutrition facts. Now, chances are you're going to look at the nutrition facts and under the fat section, it's going to say zero grams of trans fats. However, if you look in the ingredient list, you're going to see a word that's called hydrogenated. And this is what I introduced to you earlier in the segment. You're going to see a word hydrogenated oil, partially hydrogenated oil or, or fully hydrogenated oil. This is a key indicator that this has trans fats in it. What a lot of people don't know is food makers are allowed to put zero grams of trans fat on the food label as long as it has 0.5 grams of trans fat or less. Okay. So most people don't eat two tablespoons of peanut butter. That's, that's a serving size, right? Most people don't do that. Most people eat four, five, six tablespoons of peanut butter. I know when I make a peanut butter sandwich, it's a peanut butter sandwich and it's very little bread and more peanut butter than anything else. So imagine how much peanut butter we're actually using. Now, half a gram may not sound like a lot, but you start using three, four, five, six tablespoons of peanut butter. Now we actually start getting into things that count and that matter. And so now we've just put, you know, three grams of trans fat into our system. And that's three grams of fat that our body can't use and most likely will never use for energy. And so if you see that word hydrogenated in anything, you see that word hydrogenated, that means it has trans fats in it. Don't just go by the nutrition fact info label because that will trick you. These food makers are allowed to trick you, but they can't trick you in the ingredient list. So look at the ingredient list. Anything that has a long shelf life in it, look at the ingredient list and look for hydrogenated fats. That's really how you're going to be able to determine if that fat is good for you or not. So what types of things have trans fats in it? Well, again, I've, I've already made a general statement, anything with a long shelf life. So again, peanut butter, um, you know, cookies, uh, Oreos, uh, not to mention brands, but you know, that's, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I mentioned Oreos here in a second, but also, you know, seasoning packages. You'd be surprised if you go get those pre-made seasoning packages, you know, the taco meat and, and the chili and, and things like that, that come in, in those small packages. If you look at the back of it, you're going to be surprised. You're going to see hydrogenated fats. We don't even think about those things. They, those, those things will sit in our cabinet for months before we use them. Well, how are they able to do that? Go look at those things and, I'll, and some of them and most of them have hydrogenated fats in there. So be a little smarter when you're going out grocery shopping and read these food labels and understand what you're looking for and what you're trying to find when it comes to trans fats. You're looking for the hydrogenated fats. Now, where did trans fats come from? I remember it was probably uh, 2000, late 90s. I can't remember the exact date. There was a guy. And, you know, we hear these stories all the time. We think they're ridiculous, but this guy is actually, he, he helped everybody understand what trans fats were, but there was a guy who sued Oreos for making him fat. Now, I don't know if you remember that, but he sued Oreos for making him fat. Now he wasn't really suing Oreos because it made him fat. He was suing Oreos because Oreos started putting this trans fats into their, into their cookies and they weren't putting it on the ingredient list. Well, he said, well, you've just put these trans fats in, 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 in my food and I've been consuming them. And now my cholesterol levels are through the roof, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm borderline type two diabetic. And he had all these other health problems. And so what he was trying to do is start a movement to make these food makers start indicating that they have trans fat 
in, in their products. And so even though he lost the suit, even though he lost the suit and he didn't get any money from it, he actually won. And, and we won because now food makers are required to do it. Now there's still a loophole. Like I explained, there's still a loophole, but he is actually the one who introduced, who brought it to, to the masses attention that there was trans fats and how harmful they really were. And then they started being studied. And now here we are talking about trans fats on the radio. So now that we understand the three different types of fats, the unsaturated, the good for you fats, your, your nuts, your oils, uh, things like that. Um, now that we know saturated fats, the things that are not so good for us, the animal fats, solid at room temperature, butters, things like that. And, and now the trans fats or the hydrogenated fats, the things that have a long shelf life, um, the, and how those really aren't good for us at all. And we really want to try to stay away from those as possible. Now let's really try to understand how, how I'll give you an analogy. Let's, let's Let's understand it through an analogy. I'm, I'm a big king on analogies, but let's go ahead and talk about what a fat is. So let's say, and I talk about this all the time, but let's say you have three different types of building structures. Okay. You have a log cabin, just a regular old log cabin that they built back in the colonial days, really just a little log cabin. Then you have, you know, a four story townhome, you know, it's got four stories. It's modern. It's got all the, the, the new latest and greatest everything. Okay. Then you have a 50 foot skyscraper. Okay. So we have those three different things. Now, if I were to give you a sledgehammer and I say, okay, John, what I need you to do is I need you to go out there and I need you to break down whichever building you want to break down. And the faster you break it down, the sooner you break it down, I'm going to give you a truckload of money. Okay. So whichever one you can do first, I'm going to give you this money. Well, which one are you going to break down? If you have that, those three structures, the log cabin, the townhome, and the skyscraper. Well, you're going to go break down the log cabin, right? Because it's, it's smaller, it's simple, it's, it's easier to break down. And as soon as you break it down, you're going to get that truckload of money. You know, you're not necessarily going to go after the, uh, the, the, the four-story townhome. Now you can, if that log cabin didn't exist, you would go after that four-story townhome. It might take you a while. It might take you some time to go over there and break it down. It might take you a week. It might take you two weeks to actually demolish the whole thing, but you're most likely not going to pick that first. Right. So that's basically how these fats are. The unsaturated fat is like this log cabin. It's easy to break down. You're most likely going to use it, but instead of getting a truckload of money, you're going to get energy. And so that's what our body wants to do as well. It wants to go towards the easiest thing to break down, the easiest type of fat to break down. And so I haven't mentioned this yet, but why do we want to use fat as a source of energy? Well, fat, and I'll, I'll touch on this more here in a second, but fat produces up to three and a half times more energy in comparison to one molecule of carbohydrate. Keep that in mind, three and a half times more energy than one molecule of carbohydrates. So our body wants to break down the log cabin. Our body will, is most likely to, to take that unsaturated fat and break that down and use it for energy. Now, again, the, the, the saturated fat is a lot like the four story townhome. Yes, our body can break it down and yes, we can get energy from it, but we're not very likely. Our body isn't very likely to choose that fat. Now let's look at that 50 story skyscraper. Okay. I give you that sledgehammer and I say, okay, John, now I need you to go over there and break down that skyscraper. Well, you're going to try, you're going to go over there and you're going to pound on it and you're going to pound on it and you're going to pound on it. And after a while, you're finally going to give up. You're going to be like, I'm done. I can't break this thing down. It's too complex. It's too big. It, it's, it's just something that I, I, I'm not able to do. So you quit. 
you quit pounding on that thing and just like you quit on exercise trying to lose that fat, trying to lose that trans fat that you ate. So I, I ask this question all the time. Is it our exercise habits that aren't allowing us to lose weight? Or is it our fat choices and our food choices that's really making us give up before we're even able to break it down? Just like you gave up on that on that skyscraper trying to break that down. So that's a, a really good analogy to understand and think about how fats actually work in your body. Okay, but let's go back to the energy thing. And this is really the main reason why I like to, to, to prescribe fats to my people's diets. Uh, the main reason is... Um, it actually helps people think better. Uh, chemically, it it, 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 it it works with the brain and it allows you to, to be more calm and a little more relaxed. Now, not everybody responds to fats in that manner, uh, but a lot of people will respond to fats in that manner where they just feel a lot more calm. You know, typically, you know, you've heard the word hangry, right? Where you're hungry and angry at the same time. <laughs> well, a lot of times if you're on a high carb diet, you tend to get very, very irritable really, really quickly. And so that's usually an indicator that you need to add a little bit of fats to your diet to help sustain uh, and, and, and really to help save the life of the people around you when you get angry, <laughs> but help you, you know, understand uh, or, or help you get to that point where you can sustain that hunger just a little longer and not get so irritable. So that's the number one reason why I like to prescribe fats to people in their diet. But the other thing is, as I touched on it earlier, is the energy that it gives you. Again, let's go back to it. You can produce anywhere between, you know, two to three and a half times more energy from one molecule of fat versus one molecule of carbohydrates. So what does that really mean? How does that help us lose fat? Well, look, look at it like this. If you eat more of the good fats that your body can break down, the unsaturated fats, if you eat fats, your body can produce more energy. If your body can produce more energy, it can actually do more work, means you have more energy to run on that treadmill. You have more energy to run faster. You have more energy to, to last a little longer. So if you have more energy and you do more work, you will burn more calories. More calories burned could potentially equal to more fat burned. So we'll, we'll, we'll say that again. Eating fat can actually help you lose fat and burn fat because of the, 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 the energy that it gives you. So, and there's a lot of other reasons and I can go into it and, and, but I don't want to lose you. Um, but there, there are many other reasons to eat fat, but I, I want to make things simple. You know, part of, part of the iFit model basics of nutrition or the, the iFit model philosophy is let's not overcomplicate fats, carbs, and proteins. Let's not do that. Let's just make it simple. I want to give you two or three things to think about before you start to choose foods. So let's, let's recap what we're, what we talked about today. What are fats? Fats are a source of energy, right? Okay, great. So what types of fats are really going to give us the energy and which types of fats are going to be harmful to our health? Well, the fats that are going to give us sources of energy are going to be the unsaturated fats, the nuts, the oils, the things like that, the fish fats, the omega-3 fatty acids. Um, and what types of fats aren't going to give us energy? Those are the saturated and the trans fats. Both will contribute to high cholesterol levels, uh, high risk of cardiac diseases and, and type 2 diabetes and, and not to mention extra fat storages. So those are the things that we really want to think about. Everything that we eat, just like a carb, when we pick a carb, we want to say, does this food provide energy to my body or does it replenish energy that I've lost through exercise? And if the answer is no, then we don't eat that carb. So we want to look at fats in a very similar way. Does this food help me get energy? 
from from this particular nut or oil? Does this food help me get energy? And if the answer is yes, then you want to eat it. But is it, if it's more likely to be stored, then that's something that we want to try to stay away from. So that's a very simple and easy way to to look at fats. And so I hope you really helped. I hope I've helped you understand the role of fats and how they can actually help you get leaner. Okay. And, and so if you have any questions, you can contact me at info at ifitmodel.com and you can ask me whatever questions you have about this podcast. If you have more specific questions, feel free to contact me again. It's info at ifitmodel.com. So that's going to wrap up our fat segment. But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about our next podcast that we'll have next week. And we're going to talk about proteins and some things that you don't know about proteins and, and ways that you want to psychologically look at proteins and how those can actually help you. A lot of people think that protein is just for bodybuilders. And you know what? It can be, but it's actually not only for bodybuilders. So next week we'll go into proteins. We'll look at all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. It's been a great show. I hope I taught you something. Please go to my website, ifitmodel.com, or send me any emails at info at ifitmodel.com. I'm Aaron Zambrano. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the iFit Model Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get more strategies on how you can get the body, mind, and life you've always wanted through fitness, nutrition, and positive mindsets. Don't forget to share and review so we can continue to bring you the best content.